I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 28, Seek Ye Earnestly the Best Gifts, Studying Doctrine and Covenants, sections 46 through 48. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a Come Follow Me study for busy moms. I'm Donica Contour, your host. I'm a mom of four kids, wife of a high school theater teacher, and my favorite show to binge watch is Murder, She Wrote. Alrighty, let's go ahead and jump on in. Um, talking about the nature of Heavenly Father in Christ. And I'm going to start at the very smack dab beginning with uh, Doctrine and Covenants section 46, verse 1. And I'm going to read it because I loved it. Hearken, O you people of my church, for verily I say unto you that these things were spoken unto you for your profit and learning. Um, why did I choose this particular scripture? Well, because I feel like if there was ever something to sum up all of our experiences here on planet earth, it is that they are for our profit and our learning. And, uh, I know it doesn't always feel that way. It doesn't always feel that way. There are a lot of times we're like, how on earth? Could this possibly be for my profit? How could this be for my learning? How on earth, what, what am I even going to get out of this? Um, and sometimes the thing that we get out of it is empathy. Sometimes we get compassion. Um, sometimes we just learn from our mistakes and like, oh, I'm not going to make that mistake again. You know, sometimes we gain experience. Um, I remember, I think we've talked about this before where I was thinking about how, you know, sometimes if I went to a restaurant and got food poisoning and then I told you not to go to the restaurant, you wouldn't call me a hypocrite. You know, you wouldn't be like, well, I want to get my own food poisoning. I don't believe you, you know, like knock yourself out. More likely you're going to be like, oh, thanks for the heads up. But for some reason, when we make mistakes and I'm like, hey, you shouldn't do that thing because I did that thing and I'm telling you it didn't work out. You're like, well, you're a hypocrite because you did that thing and now you're telling me I shouldn't do that thing, you know? Um, And so sometimes... Our, it, it, everything, 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 everything is for our profit and our learning. And sometimes it's at, because of our own choices. Sometimes it's because of other people's choices. Sometimes it's because we live in a fallen world and stuff happens. Um, I've been watching a lot of Shark Week. And uh, a lot of the times it's not anybody's fault that they got attacked by a shark. Um, it just, we live in a fallen world and in uh, the natural world. And sometimes sharks attack people by accident. Anyway, so one of the things I kept coming across in these chapters was um, spiritual gifts, okay? And I want to read um, verse oops, uh, 11 and 12. We're still in 46. It says, For all have not every gift given unto them, for there are many gifts, and to every man is given a gift by the Spirit of God. To some is given one, and to some is given another, that all may profit thereby. And this made me think of the body. Let me explain. Um, this made me think of the body because we don't. We need two feet, right? We need two hands. Um, this. These are things that we're naturally constructed with two hands, two feet, two eyes, two ears, one nose, two nostrils, or like I can go over the whole thing. But does, do our feet ever get mad 
that they don't get to hold things. Well, I have monkey toes, so my feet get to hold things sometimes. But, like, they're not my primary grabbing <laughs> um, body part, right? I use my hands. Um, and I whack things with them. <laughs> I just whack the mic. Um, but, you know... And I love, okay, I love this because I feel like it's so important that we recognize Heavenly Father recognizes that each and every single one of us are individual people, right? And like, I may have a lot in common with somebody else, but there is not another Donica Contour on this planet. I don't even think there's anybody named that. <laughs> there, definitely not in the United States. Um, but there's, there's never another Donica Contour. There never has been, there never will be. I'm it. I'm it. This is, this is the one time Adonica contour gets to show up on planet earth. I'm it. Okay. Um, you're it, you're, you're, you're Eunice. This is it. This is your shot. This is the one time that you will walk on this planet in your mortality. This is it. This is the world's chance for you. Um, and I think it's so interesting because even though like some of us may have similar spiritual blessings, like, or spiritual gifts, um, for example, like I feel like, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like I have the gift of faith. Um, I, that's something that I feel like I've been blessed with where I, I just know, I just know that my heavenly father is there. I know Christ is there. I know that they love me and know me. And that's, they talk about in these sections that that is one of the spiritual gifts is knowing God, knowing Christ. Right. Um, and there might be somebody else out there. I'm sure that there are lots of people that also share that gift, but the way that we use it is going to be different because each, every single one of us are different. Um, and I think it's so cool Let's, let's take this outside of a spiritual context and make it more um, tangible. I think sometimes if I give examples that are more tangible, it's easier to translate it into how we can apply this to a spiritual thing. And sometimes spiritual gifts can be kind of hard um, because we're not sure. Like when we talk about talents, I think a lot of times people think of, oh, do you sing? Do you paint? Do you dance? Like things are easy to see what the talent is. My husband and I always joke that we're not any good at talent shows because he's like, well, I wrote this book and I'm like, I knit this sweater. <laughs> so we're, we're not very entertaining to watch do our talents. <laughs> like, oh uh, yeah, you can sit here and watch me knit this sweater for 12 hours. It's going to be super fun guys. Oh no, I dropped a stitch. <laughs> like, woohoo. Um, but so let's move this into something more tangible. Um, let's move it into a paint set. Okay. Like let's, let's talk about a paint set. I can give every single one of my children, except for the baby. He's just going to like, he's not even going to hold it because he can't hold things yet. But so let's say I have, I have, or I do, I have a six-year-old. I have a four-year-old. I have a two-year-old. Okay. Let's say for Christmas one year, we decide we're going to get them paints. We're going to get them canvas and we're going to get them paint brushes every single one of them, that's what they're going to get for Christmas. They all get the same gift. Do you think that they're all going to say, paint the same picture? Now I can tell you from experience that if my four, my six-year-old gets an idea that she wants to paint Elsa, you know, whatever, 
then it's very likely, not guaranteed, but it's very likely that the four-year-old is also going to want to paint Elsa because she's in that age where whatever her big sister does, she wants to do too. Now, so even if they decide that they're going to paint the same picture, do you think it's going to look the same? I can tell you from experience of watching my girls color, they both, we got them identical coloring books for, um, excuse me, the Easter Bunny got them identical coloring books for Easter. Um, and they got identical coloring books for Valentine's Day. And you can go in there and you can look at the pictures and even the ones where my four-year-old specifically picked out the exact same colors as the six-year-old used, the pictures still look different. They still look different because the pressure that one of them used on the crayon is different. Um, the way that they colored was different. One colored horizontally, the other colored vertically. Um, you know, all these different things, all these little nuances mean that even when we try to copy somebody else's work, it still is our work. Does that make sense? And so I think it's important to take this same concept and apply it to spiritual gifts. Heavenly Father knew that even if he gave all of us exactly the same gift, we were all going to use it differently. But also he knew that because we're such different people, he doesn't need to give us all exactly the same gift. He doesn't need to give us all exactly the same gifts because by giving us different gifts, we, he makes us complementary to each other. What my weaknesses are, somebody else's strengths are, and I can learn from her strengths. And what my strengths are, are somebody else's weaknesses, and she can learn from my weakness or from my strengths, right? We can lean on each other. We can grow together, which unity is one of the things that Heavenly Father wants us to have, right? Um, as a lesson a couple of weeks ago is if you are not one, you are not mine. And that's that unity comes from sharing our gifts amongst each other and sharing um, just sharing with each other, sharing our gifts, sharing our talents, and uh, making sure that we're taking care of each other. Okay, so let's move on. Um, I want to talk about to acquire spiritual guidance. This is by Richard G. Scott from October 2009. Um, he says, spirituality yields two fruits. The first is inspiration to know what to do. The second is power or the capacity to do it. Um, and I think that that's something that's incredibly powerful. Um, I just love this, that you, when you're, when you're consciously spiritual, when you're consciously trying to listen to the spirit, um, you're able to accomplish things that you would not be able to accomplish otherwise, because that spirituality gives you access to that power to be able to consciously do it. I think of the story of, um, of president Nelson talking about, Oh, who was it? I'm sure you'll be like, Oh, Donica, it was this person. So if you know, <laughs> go tell me on Instagram. Um, but he had to work on somebody's heart and he had never done this particular type of heart surgery before. There was like two valves that he had to work on. And one, he, that one was like routine. He did that one. That was fine. The other one, he had no idea what to do. And then the diagram presented itself in his mind. And why did it do that? Well, because first of all, he did all the work, right? Like in, in the terms of he became a heart surgeon, right? It's a lot of work to become a heart surgeon. He was in tune with the spirit. He followed the promptings. He was 
you know, I'm sure he said a prayer before he started um, operating. And and so he all of the things lined up so that he was able to receive the answers when the time came and it was able, he had, he knew what to do, right? That's, that's the first fruit. And the, the second was power or capacity to do it. And he had both. So he was able to save. I can't think of who it was. I want to say it was another, who was somebody else who was the prophet, but I can't, I can't remember because that's how, that's how my brain works. Okay. The next one I want to read, same talk is sometimes the Lord reveals the truth to you when you are not actively seeking it, such as when you are in danger and you do not know it. However, the Lord will not force you to learn. You must exercise your agency to authorize the spirit to teach you. As you make this a practice in your life, you will be more perceptive to the feelings that come with spiritual guidance. Um, jumping back to Shark Week. I feel like every time I listen to somebody talk about their, not every single time, but it feels like a lot. A lot of the times when somebody's talking about how they got attacked by a shark, there's usually this like, I had a weird feeling or the water was weird or like something that should have sent up a red flag or did send up a red flag, but they didn't respond in time and they got attacked by the shark. And I can say from personal experience, and I'm not saying that, you know, I would have been attacked by sharks or what, but, um, I grew up in Hawaii and I did spend a considerable amount of time surfing, um, especially in the last couple of years that we were there. And, um, there were several times like distinct times I remember, and it happened, like I said, more than once where I would be out in the ocean surfing. It's this beautiful, glassy, gorgeous, perfect day, perfect waves. And all of a sudden I feel this cold in my heart and a distinct feeling of it's time to get out of the water. And I remember a couple of times, one time I was out there with my sister and I said, Hey, um, Becky, it's time to go in. And she's like, really? And I'm like, I know, I know, but we're going to go in. She's like, okay. And I, it wasn't until after I moved that I found out there's a tiger shark nursery, just like 50 yards, um, out from the break from where we surf and people, and I'd heard about it after I left, um, people either losing toes or getting nips, um, or having like leashes broken stuff where it was not, not nothing, uh, no fatalities or anything, but people getting bit by these little junior tiger sharks. Um, and I never had that experience because I listened every single time. Um, and I, I'm not blaming shark attack victims or anything. I'm just saying that it's interesting for me that people who don't have spirituality or if they're not members of the church or they don't talk about spirituality, they don't recognize that that's the spirit trying to talk to them and say, Hey, I'm trying to protect you. Please get out of the water. Um, through no, you know, no fault of their own. Um, and sometimes they're like, Oh, I felt this weird feeling. And then a second later, they, you know, they get attacked by the shark. And, um, anyway, my point is that when we are consciously listening to the spirit, right we, he can talk to us easier because we're recognized the way that he talks to us. Okay. Let's talk about the plan of salvation for a second. Um, I am in gifts of the spirit by Robert D. Hales from the February, 2002, uh, ensign. 
and like this is recommended by the come follow me to read it was a good one all i mean it's always good right they're always good and this was a talk there are two quotes in this particular section that uh really stuck out to me the first one was the world needs people who can keep their word who have a code of honor and who can finish a task and endure to the end um and i don't know that i need more commentary on that i feel like it's pretty self-explanatory so this is the part that I actually want to focus on here in terms of plan of salvation, right? As Latter-day Saints, we need not look like the world. We need not entertain like the world. Our personal habits should be different. Our recreation should be different. Our concern for our family will be different. As we establish this distinctiveness firmly in our lives patterns, the blessings of heaven await to assist us. Now, I wanted to comment on Instagram for a second. Um, I follow, I don't know, however many people on my personal Instagram page. And um, one thing I've noticed is I tend to gravitate toward either other LDS women or toward women who are also spiritual, who believe in Jesus, who believe in Christ. Um, well, the same person who believe in Christ, who believe in God. Um, and I don't necessarily think I, I don't do it intentionally. They'll post like a funny video on, um, on reels or something, or they'll do some kind of mom thing. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's so funny. And I start following them. We'll come to find out they're LDS. And I, I don't think it's a, um, coincidence that like attracts like. You know, I think that a lot of the times if what we're aligning, what we're putting into ourselves, what we're aligning ourselves with is what's going, what we're going to find, right? What we're looking for is what we're going to find. And I look for other people that, um, have that, have that Christ-like love and Christ-like light shining from them. And I find them on Instagram of all places. Um, so a lot of my feed is is these are these women who are a lot of them are moms a lot of them um like i said are either members of the church or are spiritual in terms of believing in god believing in christ um and so i think that we i think the world is going to tell us that in order to be popular you have to do these things and i don't think you do i think the opposite is true i think the truer you are to yourself and the truer you are to Christ and to your beliefs and to a heavenly father, um, you will find the people that need that. There will be people that need that and they will find you. Um, and so it's our job to be right. We're told to let your light so shine. Right. And that's, that's part of that is entertaining and, um, being different and being different. It's, we signed up to be weird and I feel like that's okay. Sometimes we just need to accept that. Okay, last thing. Let's talk about application for a second. Um, one of the quotations, the one of the last quotations I want to read from that same talk, Gifts of the Spirit by um, Elder Hales, is he says, we don't, want, we don't want to decide to learn to swim when the boat is already sinking. Now, what on earth am I talking about? Well, um, you know, obviously, I thought about this as like being a teenager. Um, where 
you know, you get, you go through dare and they're always like, decide to say no to drugs now. It's a lot easier to say no when they're offered to you, which I don't think drugs were ever actually offered to me. Um, and that might've been because they knew I was going to say no. So nobody ever bothered, but, um, I think it's important to recognize what you want and what you want your life to look like, what you want, you know, and praying about this, right? What are your spiritual gifts? How are you supposed to use them? How do you align your will with Heavenly Father? And all of this comes back to praying and reading your scriptures and really getting to know Heavenly Father, really getting to know Christ, getting to know what their plan is for you. Even if you don't know, okay, we're going to take step A to step B and step B to step C and step C to step D, you know, we skipped step C <laughs> or whatever. Um, or did we skip step C? I don't know. Anyway, um, you don't have to know every single step along the way, but knowing that you want to go wherever it is Heavenly Father is leading you, you want to make sure that you're following the spirit right now. You're following the spirit with the little things so that when it's a big thing, when it's a shark in the water, then you are able to follow the spirit. You're able to get out before the shark gets you. Um, and I think it's important to follow the little things because it makes following the big things easier, but also makes you ready so that when the big things happen, you are ready and able to hear what's going to happen. Um, I hope this all makes sense. It's a little babbly, but you know, I got a newborn, so I never sleep. Also, he's not even a newborn anymore, guys. He's like four months old. Anyway, I will talk to you next week.